everybody, it's Nancy, and I just want to thank you all for tuning in to Let's Elaborate on It. So welcome to our first episode where I actually have a co-host, and today we have joining us CJ Courtney, who is going to be joining me on an episode on co-parenting. We're going to be talking about some of his personal experiences, as well as just individual opinions that we have on it, trying to elaborate on it the best way we know how. And then uh, finally, at the end, we will go back to questions from Facebook to try to answer some of what you guys have to ask. So just to start, CJ, what brought you here? What makes you want to join us on Let's Elaborate on it? Well, I've been following your podcast for a little bit. So, you know, I've been giving you a few ideas and just wanted to join, you know, just to give a little uh, male's perspective. You know, it's just the ones I've, I've heard of your podcast have just been used. So, you know, it'd be nice just to give a, a male perspective, give both sides Oh. Right. Absolutely. I've gotten so much feedback just this morning alone because we're finally going to have a male on here. So now you guys can no longer say is biased. We have some male opinions in here and I'd love to hear from more men on this. Elaborate. If there's anything that he says that you agree with or don't agree with, I'd love to just hear your experience or even if you don't have experience, just what your mindset is. So we're going to dive right into it. This topic is on let on co-parenting. And the first question I have for you is, how important was it for you to make sure the person you had children with was right for you? Now, now that I think about it, it, it is important. But at the time, I just jumped into it and didn't really think about it like that. But now that, you know, everything's all said and done and I go back and look at it, just really one wasn't right for me, which I shouldn't have been with at all. But you know what it happened, and I just learned from it, and that's it. Okay, so before you had your children, it was more so like you was going with the waters type thing. Pretty much. I was just, just going with the flow. Just whatever happened, that happened. Okay, so um, don't mean to pry, but does that mean that you just wasn't protecting yourself? Was it accidental, or how did that happen then? How did that transpire? You know, I wasn't protecting myself, but I did wanted to have a kid at the time. But I just should have looked more into it with the sense of, you know, is this person right for me? Do I want to have a kid with her? Can I see a future with her? And now that, like, I look back on it, like, to all those questions, I think to myself, it was like, no, honestly, she was really just a rebound. Mm. So sometimes people want the child, but they don't realize that it definitely comes attached with the parent you have it with. So it's more so like you wanted a child, but you didn't really take into account whether she was who you wanted it with. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. Like I did, I did like the girl at the time. But this now that I look back on it, it's like, you know, that I really like her, that I really love her, and I just look back on it and he's like, you know what, I really didn't. And you know, maybe if I would have really thought better about it, then you know, I would have never been with her, or even, or even had had a kid with her. Right. So it was more of a learning experience for you. So did your mindset change about the options you explored once you had children? Like, were you more um, serious about it or did you have higher standards after what you experienced with your first child's mother or your second child's mother? Uh, I wouldn't say higher standards but just the mindset changed. I just thought about it a little, little bit more and just made sure that this was someone I wanted to be with and make sure that I could see it working in the future because I, you know, like I have 
three kids with three different girls, and that's something I never wanted, but, you know, it just happened. So, you know, that's just something I had to just make sure that, you know, it didn't happen. Like, after the second one, I didn't think I would end up getting into a third a third one, and then it just ended up happening. But I'm done there. It's not going to be a fourth one. I know that. <laughs> right. So my question is, like, do you feel like you would have to be married if you had another one? Like, I'm sure with the experience of having three baby moms and, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, kids with three peop- three other women and um, not being in relationships, did that change your perspective as far as you want to be married before you have another child or there's no do-over. Like, you already did it this way and you don't want to do it again. First, first I want to say, I just liked how when you said baby moms, you stopped and corrected yourself because that term, baby mom, baby father, I hate that term. I just, for me, I just think it's disrespectful. That's just me. Whenever I talk about my kids' mothers, I always say the mother of my kids or my kids' mothers or I'll just mention them by name. I just hate that term, baby mom. I just think it's so ratchet and disrespectful. That's just me. Some of the... other people might feel different, but that's just me. Oh, I love that you said that. That's actually one of our questions, so I'm just going to jump right to it because I'm going to just branch off on what you said. I dislike that terminology so much, whether it's baby mom, uh, BM, or baby father. I don't like it. You know, granted, you're not gonna, you may not stay with that person, but to say that you're a baby mom or a baby dad to me is like a singular platform. Like you're just somebody that I had a child with and it's beyond that. You have to see it as something deeper than that because these are longer relationships than marriages nowadays. Like you can marry somebody and get a divorce, but when you have a child with somebody, you can't undo that and be like, okay, well, somebody else is going to be your mom now or I'm going to raise this child with somebody else. Even if you engage in a new relationship, it does not take away from the fact that their real parent is whoever you, you know, whoever birthed them. So I also agree, but I think that's a great question to bring up as far as I'm just going to find it real quick. So I uh, basically the question was, I can't stand the term baby mama or baby daddy would you consider your children's mothers that which you said that you're not but what about you are you a baby daddy or have you been referred to as that um i've been referred to as that because i just feel like as society that's like a normal thing to do like that's what everybody does right but just me i just hate being called that like if i hear one of my kids mothers say that you know i'll correct them i'm like no no like i just feel like a baby daddy or baby mom is just somebody who's just really not there as much as they should be, or just not the mother or father they should be. And me, that's that's not me at all. Like, I'm 100% of all involved right. in my kid's life, even though I'm not with their moms. Right. Okay, so you're not just saying, like, it's disrespectful for them to call you that, but more so you see, like, the background of being a baby mom or baby dad is like somebody who is like a sperm donor kind of like Pretty much okay that makes a lot of sense so i'm just so glad that you touch basis on that because that's been something that a lot of people question and also something that i feel so strongly about so um moving forward um when transitioning from being a family to simply co-parenting who was affected most in your opinion and in what ways oh this is a hard one i think I want to say more so the parents are affected than the kids. And I, but I think it depends on the kids' ages, though. Okay. I feel like a younger kid, I want to say maybe, um, let's say like eight and under, 
isn't affected as much because they don't really know what's going on. Right. And all they really want is just their parents to be there for them and be able to see their parents. You know, so as long as the parents are around the kid, won't really know what's happening. Just that, you know, if they move out the house or are no longer, you know, longer around each other as much, the kid will notice that one is not around as much. Right. But that's what they seems like. That's what kids really want the most, just for. You know, to be able to have their parents. Now, when you're older, I feel like when the kids are older and can comprehend more and have feelings and understand things, then it definitely takes a toll on them. And then, you know, they start to start to lash out about it and react certain ways and, you know, just, you know, just show it off in bad ways. All right. So what about if it's an ugly transition like you and the child's mother don't get along? Does it affect the child more or the parents more? Or is it just like an equal thing where it's just difficult on everybody? I feel like it's difficult on everybody, but I think you hurt the kid the most. The kid has to see all of that, you know, just the arguing, the bickering, the fighting. Hopefully it doesn't get physical, but, you know, just with today's society, sometimes it does. And the kid has to see that. You know, like one time, just something happened with me and my, my one daughter's mother. So we didn't get into a full-out fight, no fists were thrown. But, you know, she she hit me and I pushed her and it was in front of my daughter, you know. And that was something that after that happened, I was like, you know, that just could never, ever happen again. Right. And this was like the first time it ever got physical between me and her. Me and her known each other for like... Like, it was like 15 years we know each other. Wow. That was like the first time any anything like that ever happened, you know. And then after that, it never happened again. Right. Well, you know what I think is important with that? The fact that you said that she was there. Because sometimes, even in my own household, you know, when when you're in the heat of something, like something could happen where you're in a family setting, everybody is around, and something could happen that could rub you the wrong way to where it goes from a friendly conversation to not so much a friendly conversation. And I've learned um, with that, with experience, that sometimes you have to learn how to either excuse yourself from the children or excuse the children from you guys, you know, by saying, oh, go upstairs and watch TV or whatever the case may be. Because sometimes it's hard to channel your anger and say, you know what, not right now. Right now is not the moment. So, you know, maybe if you guys would have excused yourselves and had a more personal conversation, it would have been different. But at the same time, having closed doors, who knows how that would have, you know, went out of control, how far it would have went because your child wasn't there. So my question to you is, when you're no longer with the woman, is are those privacy boundaries still set up where you guys have conversations without the children, where you guys have to have those one-on-ones without the children physically being there? Oh, you have to. It's a must. Because some, some things you don't want to discuss in front of the kids because you don't want the kids to kind of try to use that as leverage on, on the parents. You know, sometimes, just like with my with my youngest daughter, you know, sometimes she knows her mom, you know, might not tell her yeah for something, so she'll come ask me. You know, and then the mom will talk to me, you know, behind the kid's back and tell me, like, yo, don't do this no more. So, you know, it's like, all right, all right, you know, and then, you know, she'll try again later, and then I'm like, no, you know, so that way, you know, make sure we both on the same page. So sometimes, you know, not sometimes, it, it's a must. It's a must. Sometimes you just got to have that, have those conversations behind closed doors and not let the kids or anybody else that's just not involved, anybody at all. Mm. You don't have to only be the kid, but just anybody outside just bringing an input that's not needed. 
Mm, that's that's very true. So you do think that you guys have to have a personal level of relationship, so to speak, because that's what's helping with the child being on one accord as far as their mom and dad yeah. being on the same page. Okay, cool. So that makes perfect sense. So what about for you personally? What's the hardest obstacle you had to face with co-parenting? Hmm, the hardest thing? Uh, at first was just, just getting through basically like the breakup and letting the dust settle. That's probably the hardest part because there's just so many feelings there, whether it's from me or from her. But the way I am, I'm like, you know, once it's done, it's done. So I was like pretty much already over it. But, you know, just feelings from therein came in, you know, only on two of them, only with two of them, not one of them. So, but with the two, you know, it was just constant bickering and bickering, you know, at me and stuff. And then eventually, you know, it settled down. And once it settled, then, you know, everything was good. Right. So is there any uniform way to make it? Like, you you have a breakup, you, you're no longer going to be a family. You're going to be raising your child in two different households. Is there a uniform way where you go about it? Or it's just like sometimes you have to go through that process in order to be a better parent? Now, you're going to go through that process. Somebody, either one side is going to have feelings, and it's just going to be a little battle at first. And then once that clears, then everything could be good. Sometimes I see I see a lot of people out here where it don't, it don't clear, you know, and they're still, you know, going at it all the time. And it's been years, years later, and they're still going at it, you know. And it's just like, you know, when I tell people I have three kids with three different girls, you know, they look at me like, oh, I know you got drama. I know you got bad drama. And I'm like, man, let me tell you something. I've got less drama than people who got one kid or even people who don't got no kids and are just breaking up. Like, I have no drama at all with any of my kids' mothers, and we get along just fine. Is that because of you, or is that is is it your approach, or is it the woman that you choose? Like, what makes it go so smoothly for you guys? Um, I just think a little because of both of us, but me, I'm just a very calm person, and I just kept it about the kids all the time. I never got personal with them or anything. What they do in their life is their life, and that's it. All I care about is just my kid being taken care of when they're with them, and that's it. As long as my kid is good, I'm good. It doesn't matter what they do. Mm. So you've never actually parted from one of them and still have feelings? Well, yeah, yeah, one of them I did. And it never got messy on your end? Like, you never felt like being petty or vindictive or none of that? Nah, nah, I never got petty to try to sabotage the relationship or anything like that, nah. Okay, so... I think this has a little bit to do with it. Like, considering your children's mothers are no longer in relationships with you, they're obviously now your ex. Does this become a problem with um, your new relationships? Like, did you ever have a new partner where they felt like they couldn't deal with the constant communication due to you having a child with this person? Well, the one, well, my 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 youngest daughter, her mom, she was fine with it. But then, you know, like, I still kind of was in love with my, with my, my first daughter's mom, so... Oh, you kinda, messy. You messy. Doing, <laughs> doing some stuff I shouldn't have been doing. I didn't cheat on her, but, you know, just text messages and stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. So it caused a little bit of a problem. But, you know, eventually I was able to let it go. And and then that was that. And then she was fine with it. Eventually, you know, we got over it and was fine with it. But as for the other two, you know, I never had no problem with having to communicate with my other kids' moms or anything like that. Oh, you see, so that's crazy what you said. So basically, 
you had a child with somebody, your youngest child's mother, and you were talking to your ex who you have a child with. So that's the situation. Because me personally, as a woman, if I go through something with my partner and I find him cheating or whatever the case may be, that person I find him doing that with, I obviously don't want him to have communication with. In your situation, that was a no-go because you have a child with the other person. So is that something that you can really get over the fact that you know, is this something that she really was able to get over, even though you kind of cheated on her or were disloyal to her with somebody you had a child with? I don't know if she ever honestly got over it. I can't 100% say for sure if she did, but just, you know, she's told me at times she doesn't have a problem with her. You know, like before she would tell me that, you know, she just wanted to, to fight her because of, of the stuff that was going on, but she hasn't talked like that or anything like towards the end of our relationship or anything like that. So I'm guessing maybe she didn't get over it, but she was finally okay with it. Right. I mean, because that is a tough pill to swallow. Like me as being with somebody who has a child, who had a child with somebody else, one of the toughest pills to swallow is that, especially if you don't like that person, you can't get rid of them when you're dealing with somebody who has a child with them. So it's like, it's hard for her because she didn't lay down with you to have that baby. I mean, she didn't lay down with your ex to have that baby, you know? So she doesn't have the sentiments that you have. Like, okay, even if I don't like you or I don't want to deal with you no more, I know I have to because of this child. So I know for her, it was extremely hard, if not hardest, because she doesn't have to like this person. You know, she could love your child because that's an extension of you. But as far as the ex-girlfriend or the child's mother is concerned, it's easy to harbor hate towards her because she tried to sabotage what you guys had, so to speak. Or maybe you were just the bad guy and she felt like you were the only one to be blamed. But that's pretty mature of her because I know that's hard for a woman. Yeah, one thing I could say is just, I'm just got lucky that I never had to deal with that like the other way around. Like my... Right. My son's mother, my oldest one, my son, his mom, she has two girls from somebody else. And I never had to deal with their father coming around because he just wasn't in the picture at all. So, mm. you know, I really don't have much to say about that because I just never dealt with it myself. But I don't I don't know. I don't know how. I would, Honestly, I don't know. I, I can't even really say anything. I don't know how I would deal with he was to come around and try to, like, get with her or just be disrespectful and stuff like that I, I know it would probably bother me so I, you know I, it probably would so I could definitely feel for how my youngest daughter's mom was feeling right well not only that did that cause you to be a little bit more understanding with her actions and her emotions like were you more considerate of the fact like damn I messed up not just with another woman but with somebody who's always going to be around did that cause you to like tolerate a lot more from her with her anger yeah yeah i got it I, I understood i knew i messed up you know one thing with me just anything i do i could i could you know take responsibility for so i knew exactly what i was doing and you know the reactions it was gonna bring and you know it brought just that don't get me wrong it'd be annoying because you know Y'all females like to keep bringing stuff up. <laughs> no, he did. Wait a but, minute. No, he didn't but, say y'all female. <laughs> but, but, you know, just that's, it just comes with it. You know, you just got to just keep going with it, going and hearing it and hearing it and eventually to stop. And eventually it did. 
Well, yeah, that's exactly what I mean as far as saying things over and over. If it was just a regular woman, she wouldn't stop bringing it up. But the fact that it's somebody that she has to see or reminds, you know, she's reminded by, by your by your child or whatever, you know, that that makes it even that more harder. So I kind of feel like that was a hole you put yourself in and you deserved everything that came from it. Yeah, I definitely did. I definitely did. <laughs> okay, so my next question was actually going to be, have you ever had to deal with another man raising your children? But you said no, right? Well, I never had to deal with, you know, my my my, my first, my first, um, her kid's father coming around. But after breaking up with her, you know, she got with somebody and, you know, he was around my son. And then my first daughter's mom is with somebody now and they're living together and they have a kid together. So he's around my daughter all the time. And to me, honestly, that just doesn't bother me at all. I just feel like the more people that loves my kid, the better. Because wow. especially if we're not together, so I'm not going to be there all the time. So they're going to have to play daddy role at times. And... I just think somebody who could be a good role model for my kids is just, is good. I just, I'm all for it. Just, you know, I, I just have a talk with them just to make sure, you know, we're on the same page with everything. But as long as they're not disrespectful or anything to my kids, I'm all, I'm all for it. And that's right away, like right off the bat, you're okay with it? Well, off the bat, I, t- I talk to the moms about it first, you know, and just, I just tell them eventually, you know, if y'all together, you know, a certain amount of time, then I just want to meet them and then, just go from there. But I never, I've never had a problem with it. Like I find out there with somebody, I don't have a problem with it at all. Okay, so do you meet the child? Do you meet the partner before the child does, or vice versa? No, the kid, the kid is gonna meet the partner first because you know they're living with their mom, so. Oh, okay. They're, they're gonna meet the meet the partner first, which which is fine with me. Mm, so I I think this is where women are a little bit more crazy and territorial because. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for it. Whoever loves my daughter, I'm with it. I want it. I'm going to embrace it. There's people in, you know, people that my daughter loves that I didn't necessarily love right away myself. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to steer her from that because I think her heart is beautiful and I don't want to taint that in any type of way. But in this, at, at, at the same time, I feel so, I feel so responsible, um, with protecting her you know what i'm saying and i feel like it's easy for us when we're in love or we're in deep like with somebody for us to do things without really thinking it all the way through and not seeing how it really affects the people around us so i would be more concerned with a timeline like how long have you known this person how long have you been together and where do you plan to go with this person me personally i'm not comfortable with you bringing just everybody around her or you know like a relationship that you don't know if it's going to work or you don't know where you see it going I don't think it's necessary for my child to be involved in that what is your opinion is did it have to be a serious relationship or um I don't know I'm a little up in the air with that because I just don't want my kids just to be meeting everybody but I don't know I would rather it you know at least they know the person for some time and know at least that you know, things are going to be good, things are going to work out, you know, that they actually see something with this person before, you know, getting my kid involved. But, you know, just that's something, honestly, that I honestly have no control over. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can let them know how I feel and they're going to do what they want to do regardless. So mm. I just voice my opinion then I just go from there and then they could either respect it or not. But 
hopefully, you know, they respect it. I haven't had any problems with it, so. Oh, so you wouldn't even know how you would react to the lack of respect. Like, if you, you know, you wish they respected it, but they chose to do something different, you don't even know how you would react because you never had to deal with that. Yeah, I never had to deal with it. That's so, great. So I wouldn't know. Okay, so would you be with someone who has children that aren't yours? Well, yeah, I've already, I've already done it. Like I said, my son oh, right. has, you know, two girls. That's that's not mine. And, you know, I've been in their life since they were, like, three and two, I believe. And, you know, now they're 12 and 11 or 13 and 11. Oh, wow. And to this day, because they really don't know their dad, mm-hmm. you know, even though, like, they talk to him very rarely once in a while. But to this day, they still call me dad. Mm. Like, you know, like... Father's Day come, they give me stuff. My birthday, they give me stuff. You know, they call me all the time. I speak to them all the time. You know, I get I get them. I try to get them gifts on their birthdays and Christmas. You know, they do this thing for me, so. No, oh, so that's special. So you built a bond that goes beyond your relationship with their mom. Yeah, you know, but at first it, it was hard because she didn't want me to see them. She didn't want me to see them. There's really nothing I could do. You know, it's not my blood. Right. No legal rights to them, so. You know, and I was just like, fine. But like, how I said, like, once the dust settled and everything cleared and we was cool, then eventually she started to be able to let me come around them again. Right. Well, I think that's extremely genuine. And I'm seeing that a lot more now in our society or our generation, if you would, that people who are building relationships with people who already have kids, um, they're not letting them they're not letting that ruin the relationships that they made with the children. And I think that's so powerful because we tend to focus on, you know, um, mostly dads, dads actually being there for the children that, that they help make. You know, people are like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. You're doing this, you're doing that. And sometimes a lot of moms feel like, damn, but, you know, why why are we always applauding or congratulating a fish for swimming in water? That Sometimes that's what it feels like, you know. And I've expressed this to Brian, who I have my daughter with. I would be like, you know, like, we'll go places and people would nod their head to him, at him, just because he's with his children. Or, you know, come up to him and be like, oh, you have a beautiful family, man. And I'd just be sitting there thinking like, damn, why is nobody tipping their hat to me or saying like, you know, good job, mom. Everybody's just going straight to him. And I know it's because dads are not there all the time. You know, or more so than moms, because I know there's moms who are absent, too. But it kind of just feels like, okay, hello, I'm here, too, you know? So I think that's another reason why we're extraterritorial. But the reason why I bring that up is because we tend to shine so much light on dads who are not there or co-parenting as far as, you know, you guys splitting up and having to raise your children in separate homes. But what about the people who step up because they were in a relationship with somebody and don't step off just because they're no longer with them. Those people definitely deserve to be commended and congratulated and have their hats tipped off too because you really don't have to be there anymore and you choose to, so that's awesome. But it looked like you was going to say something when I said the whole dad thing. Yeah, there was the whole dad thing. Like, like I get that all the time too. Like, people, like, I, I get that. People, oh, you're a good father, you're good this, you know. And it's just because, you know, like, like, the, the normal in society is, you know, everything is through the mom. You know, like, the mom always has the kids. Like, if anybody, they split up, the kids stay with the mom, everything's the mom. And it always seems like the dad's the bad guy. The dad leaves. So it's like, once you see a father doing good, it's like, you want to congratulate him. And then especially 
with me being black, Brian being right. the stereotypes just with black fathers. So it's like you see a black father doing good, then you definitely want to congratulate him. Right. So, you know, just I get it all the time. So I've, I've even at times had people, I've had girls come up to me and tell me if I could teach their kid's father how to be a father. Wow. And I've even had a few girls tell me that they wish I was their kid's father. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. God. laughs> Wow. No, it's crazy, but I believe it 100% because at first I would be like, why do people always nod at you? And he's like, oh, it's because I'm black. But he's like joking. And then I start to realize when we had Nyla, and the baby's a lot older, so she would, like, walk ahead or something. But when we had Nyla, and he would be, like, holding her, whatever the case may be, especially other black dads would, like, nod at him or, like, even give him a pound. And, and I'll be like, you know them? And he'll be like, no, it's just, like, a respect thing, you know? Like, I see what you're doing, and I respect it. So that was my first time, obviously, getting a wind of that when we became parents together. Um, but I... Go ahead. And one, of the, one of the big things is, too... Is because you have a daughter. So to see a guy, a father there with his daughter, because you know how it is, daddy's girl. You right. Know? So it's just like, like, it's just more powerful. It's like, all right, he's there. He's, not only is he there for his kid, but it's like, that's his daughter. Like, he's there. Like, right, because so many women out there have daddy issues, which is kind of why a lot of women don't know how to co-parent or don't know how to let go of certain relationships because you they make you obligated to handle their daddy issues as well as be a dad for their child you know so you have you ever had an issue where one of your uh i guess baby mothers oh i'm sorry excuse me child's mothers i see it and it's so crazy because i hate the word but i say it so often too because that's the norm that is the norm and it's so crazy because i hate it and if it was said towards me i just want to cut everybody so i'm sorry if if you guys are listening and have children with this man i know you're not a baby mother but no seriously like with any of your child's mothers have you ever had an issue where they tried to project their daddy issues onto how their child felt? No, because actually all three of them has had their fathers in their life. Oh, that's awesome. So I've never had no issues there with that. Okay. Okay, that's great. So then you don't really have a messy life, so I should have asked you other questions because we want the juice. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, nothing messy. I, honestly, I'm like a drama-free person, like, so... I just once once I see the see it start getting messy, I'm out of here. You know, I try to confuse the situation, keep it as calm as possible. So I know that you're drama free, but having children with somebody like kind of like it makes everything that much more like serious and deeper, and and I'm sure it ignited anger in you at times or some type of frustration in you. Um, so were you able to level out just because of your children, or more so just because you're a calm person? A little bit of both, you know, just when things happen that I might not like, I just got to remember it's about the kids. It's not about me. It's not about the mother, you know, just got to, all that personal stuff you got to let out and just let it be about the kids and the kids only. And that's how I keep it. I just keep it about the kids. So if something's done that I, something's done or said that I don't like, I just think, all right, how does this affect my kids? Is it good for them or not? And then if it's good, I let it be. If it's not, I'll voice my opinion and try to come to, you know, a common ground and see how we can make it work. That's wonderful. So what's your perspective on blended families? Like, are you guys currently in one? Because I know you said um, one of your daughters has a new sibling and they're living together. So are you guys somewhat a blended family, like when events happen for her? Well, 
the baby was just born, so the baby's only four months old, I think he is, four or five months. So right. there hasn't been any events. Really. Well, Christmas, well, actually Christmas. He was here around Christmas, so I was over there, you know, and everything was fine. You know, there was no problem. Like I said, I don't have no problems with her boyfriend, you know. I've talked to him already, and he's cool. I got no problems with him, you know. Like, when I go over there to pick up my daughter, you know, the if the baby's up, I'll actually play with him. I'll actually hold him and play with him and stuff. Wow. You know, until, until my daughter's ready to go. So, you know, only thing only thing I'll say with, with, with blended families, though, especially if you guys are living together and then, like, the other kid aren't isn't yours. Right. Sometimes that other kid might do something to your kid that'll get you so mad and you just want to body slam this little kid. <laughs> you know, Finally the truth. You cannot, you cannot body slam this little kid, so you try to get him back. You know, you can't run around the house, so you stick your foot out and be like, and like, oh, fuck, I told you. No, you didn't. <laughs> but you know, that's simply rivalry, because uh, we had a conversation outside of this where you said you've had trouble, like, with siblings and stuff, so that's going to exist. Yeah. So that's kind of like something you have to take on the chin because I went through that too. Like, you know, um, Brian's oldest is not my child. So you have to kind of remember, one, they're several years apart. So they do things differently, you know, whereas Neve will want to carry Nyla or do certain things with Nyla that we weren't comfortable with because we didn't feel she was ready. It was like, okay, well, staring at her isn't fun watching you hold her is not fun so when do we start having fun you know and then things happen where you're like okay well maybe i should let her because if not she's gonna build some form of resentment and then it happens and then the baby gets hurt and then you're like you don't like at first we didn't really know how to respond to that so the way that we did respond was in anger more so because it was like i told you that you weren't ready or i told you not to carry her not to do this or not to do that and we had to take several steps back and realize you know well damn you guys are not the only ones who want involvement with the child you guys are not the only ones who are going through this transition if anything she is more so because she wasn't there when we decided we were going to have a child or, you know, through the entire process. She doesn't have that firm grasp like we have of what it's going to be, you know, because she's going through it as it happens. So once we took a couple steps back and said, okay, these mistakes are going to happen, whether they would have happened, whether we had Neve or not, you know, Nyla would have fell off the bed or hit her head or whatever the case may be. We learned to ease up and we learned to apologize, which is... um big on the parents part too because to have to apologize to your child feels like a smack to the face sometimes like damn it like you know i'm not gonna say nothing she'll forget about it but if that if your child is strong-willed like neve is and she's very um she speaks on how she feels she's very vocal which is a beautiful thing and can be a bad thing but when it came to that she would say like you know oh but you guys hold him all day or you know what's the problem like you said if i sit down i could hold her now you're limiting me so it's going to happen. You know, the other child is going to feel a way or vice versa. I told Brian, um, Neve's mom and I, we didn't always get along. So the toughest thing was that she gave Neve a beautiful life. Like, Neve would go on vacation every year. And 
she always gets what she wants, you know, like stuff that I'm like, damn, but that's the only child syndrome. Like I wasn't an only child either. So I didn't get everything that she has. So I used to tell Brian, like, there's going to come a time where Nyla's going to ask if she could go with her mom because she's going to give her, you know, like, damn, Nave's getting all of this and you guys are boring or you guys are whack or why is Nave going on vacation and I'm not? And long and behold, she did. Like, she met her mom and instantaneously had a liking to her. Um, probably just because it's Nave's mom and she, you know, I love my sister, so that means I love her mom too. But then it became like, oh, I want to eat candy like Nave or I want to do this like Nave. And... I realized, that's when I realized, okay, I have to make men's. Like, I have to be okay with this woman because if I'm serious about not wanting to change my daughter's heart, then I have to allow her to express what she wants and who she wants to be with and things like that. And I think it's the same with, like, sibling rivalry. Like, I know the other child is not your child, but you also want to teach your child that she's not always going to get her way or things are not always going to be how she wants it to be too so do you ever have to explain to your child that what she thinks was so wrong wasn't really bad it's just it happens between siblings yeah like my my son and my oldest daughter they fight all the time and it's just like they always fight and then i have to like break them up and just Usually, my son wants to be left alone, so he'll do something to, like, get her away. And she comes to me and, like, is, like, telling on him. And then one time, something happened that she went and called her mom and told her what happened, and her mom was, like, flipping out about it. You know, and I'm just like, you know, look, they're, like, they're siblings. Like, that's what's going to happen. Like, you know what I mean? Right. That's what happened. So, I'm like, they're going to be all right. They'll get over it. But I just see why she was mad, because it's just, like, he's not hers. So, you know what I mean? But it's just like, you know, when you see that, it's like, if they were both your kids, you'll be fine about it. Absolutely. Once the one is not your kid, then that's it. It's a problem. Right. And I get it because, like, you want to be protective of your kid. Come, Nyla. Sorry, guys. Nyla woke up. But, yeah, I definitely understand the whole aspect of, you know, wanting to be protective of your kids. Because even when an incident happens in school with someone else's child, you're ready to fight that child if you have to for your own so definitely i think it still remains the same that even though that's your child's sibling it's just not your child so you don't have that same love um hold on one minute hold that thought all right this is a prime example of how you have to be a parent 24 7 there are no breaks so if you guys hear nyla welcome her to the show come here nyla all right so i'm gonna ask you a question how important is the relationship with your child's mother and if and when you get into another serious relationship who comes first oh man that's that's a hard one that's that's a hard one because with that it's like you gotta make your relationship work but you gotta keep everything good with your kids, mom. So, who would come first? Honestly, and the whole thing, obviously, my kids gonna come first. But I guess honestly, it just depends on the situation. Who's gonna come first? Will it be, you know, my my girlfriend or the kids' mom? Probably nine times out of ten, it's gonna be my girlfriend. But it would be the kids' mom if it's pertaining to the kids. So as long as it's about the kids, then 
and she could come first. But if it's just something like, you know, I don't know, they need help with something or, you know, like, oh, can you come by and help me do this or do this or something, then, you know, I won't put them first at all for that. But, you know, just if it's about the kids, you know, which I like to keep things about, then, you know, I wouldn't have no problem with them being first. But well, when doing that, you have to just make sure that your relationship is secure so they can know that, all right, even though you're doing this for them, that, you know, they're still everything to you. So they don't feel some type of way. Right, absolutely. You have to reconfirm that your loyalty or your, um, I guess, your priorities are with them. But when it comes to your children, they trump all. So it may be, it might not necessarily be that your child's mother comes first, but more so any situation pertaining to your child. That comes first. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So, I am done with our questions, but we're going to go to our Facebook questions. Uh, we had about, I think, like two to three people who made a comment on what they wanted to ask. So, we're going to finish out with that. So, what are some boundaries you shouldn't cross with co-parenting? And that's from Alexis. Oh, boundaries. One I cross, man, is talking back to my to my ex like trying to just text him and tell her that oh, yeah. I loved her and missed her and all this stuff that's that's something you don't want to cross at all okay so are you saying like never go back or are you just saying like unless you really plan to make something of it don't yeah yeah unless you plan to make something of it don't do it or not even that just don't do it while you're in another relationship don't do it while you're in another relationship. But even so, if you're not in another relationship, don't do it because it, it could still cause a little tension. It could still cause a little problems here and there. Because, you know, I, I had a little problem. Just, you know, if the person doesn't want you, you get mad or you get mad at the things that they do. Just It could just it just cause little problems here and there. But like I said, like I'm a calm person. It, it didn't cause a lot of problems with me, but I'm sure people who have anger issues and stuff, they're probably blow up on stuff like that. Right, absolutely. Not everybody is built to handle it the way that you did. Um, so next we have a question from Crystal Urena. How to break the ice with bitter exes? Hmm. I don't know. That's a hard one. Just You just got to wait till everything settles in and everybody could be mature about it. That's That's really it. It just takes maturity. Once everything is settled and everybody's moved on and at the same place, then then the ice could be broken and things could be better. So are you the type to sit back and wait for it to, like, settle? Or do you still approach things the way that you would like for them to go in hopes that they'll eventually return the same effort? Me? I'm, me, I'm just going to be me. So even if they're, you know coming at me, being any type of way with me, I'm still just going to come at them calm. And then eventually, once it settles, they'll be calm too. But I'm just not going to be be yeah, somebody I'm not just because they're being some way. Like, mm. that's, that's just not me. Mm, that's very deep. Okay, so we have one from Michelle Allen. What do you do after all attempts uh, to have the absent parent be a part of the child's life have been exhausted? Honestly, there's nothing you can do. Because what can you make the, the absent parent do? You really can't make them do nothing. And let's say even if you go through the courts to try to get them to be a parent, the courts can't even make them do nothing, honestly. The courts could just say, you know, 
you got to see your kid every Tuesday. You got to pay 500 a month in child support. And if they don't want to see their kid every Tuesday, they won't. If they don't want to pay child support, they're going to find a way to not pay it. So it's really, really nothing you can do but just know what the situation is, accept it, and make the best of your situation. Mm. Okay, so that's kind of like beating a dead horse. Like you can't force a parent to be a parent if they don't want to. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we are done with our questions on co-parenting. I feel like I definitely learned a lot. I love that you said that you remain yourself regardless of the approach of the other person. Because I think um, that's something that I learned, that if you really have control of yourself, nobody can make you lose control. You lose control because you choose to. So it's not necessarily about who you surround yourself with or what type of situations you're in. It's more so about the approach that you choose to take, which I learned a lot from you. So um, we'll finish it out with your last words, words of advice for those who are co-parenting or thinking about it. Yes. All I'm going to say is just make it about the kids. Let it be about the kids only. As long as it's about the kids, then... Everything will be fine. But once it's not about the kids, y'all want to get personal and complain about every little thing, it's always going to be a problem. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in on our episode on co-parenting. We still would love to hear what you have to say about it. Let's elaborate on it more. Give us some opinions, uh, favorite portions about uh, favorite portion about it, or even something that you heard that was really a learning lesson for you. So thank you for taking baby steps with us. Again, this is just the beginning stages, but we appreciate it. Let's elaborate on it.